Hey everybody, before we get into the show, I wanted to let you know we've got another live show coming up. We will be back at Maya Cinemas on Thursday, May 23rd for Furiosa, the latest in the Mad Max series. We are so excited for this one. Joining me to talk about it, we've got Sam Novak, Shahab Zargari, and Tony Gonzalez. A great lineup. It's going to be an awesome movie. We are so excited to talk about it. So make sure to check the show notes. There are opportunities to win tickets. You could also buy tickets. And we hope to see you there Thursday, May 23rd, 6 p.m. at Maya Cinemas for Furiosa. Right, welcome to another episode of Piecing It Together, the podcast where we take a look at a new movie and try to figure out what movies inspired it. And today on the show, it is one of our special monthly trailer roundups, and we're going to be looking at the movies of February 2022. Joining me as always is Jason Harris from Awesome Movie Year. He joins me every month to give our little puzzle pieces treatment to roughly eight to ten movies every month just to kind of get a little preview going before we actually get into the month's movies. So we are going to do that. There's a lot coming in February. And, you know, I try not to be uh, too negative on the show, but uh, a lot of kind of questionable movies coming this month but we'll get into that in the conversation uh jason really uh was down on this month's choices but they still need to be talked about and we will talk about them so before we do get to that conversation i want to remind you as always to make sure you're subscribed to piecing it together wherever you listen to podcasts that way you'll get those episodes on maybe some of these movies when we get to them so uh yeah make sure you're subscribed you can do that of course on apple podcasts on spotify pocket cast pod chaser good pods basically wherever you can find podcasts we're there and if you would maybe consider rating and reviewing us while you're there, that would be awesome too. You could also share us, follow us on social media at PiecingPod, and join our Facebook group, Popcorn and Puzzle Pieces, where we continue the conversation about all the movies we talk about here on the show. So, with all that said, let's start talking about some of these February movies. All right, it's a new month, and Jason Harris is back with us again to talk about some movie trailers. Jason, how's it going? Dave, I'm fine, although some of these trailers are not. This is going... Talk about the doldrums here, man. We have a few good ones, but woo, yeesh, some bad movies. January is not even over yet, and and it's already been a long year when it comes to movies. I'll be honest with you. Some of these trailers, I was like, I don't know if I can even get through the trailer, much less the film. Well, I'm sure we'll have fun anyway, but uh, first, before we get to those February movie trailers, let's look back at a month that didn't really exist, uh, at least for me. We'll see as we get through these if you watched any of them, but I know I didn't watch uh, any except for two, but we'll, we'll see. Uh, let's start off with the first thing we talked about last month, A Hero. Did you get around to this one? No, it just came out. You know, I... Uh... As as you know, I don't have the same access as you goons in the uh, Las mm. Vegas film 
critics society whatever sure with your yeah. with your noted criticism of films that bunch so i noticed that i've seen a lot from december in the last month but not a lot in january so i haven't seen a hero did you i have not yet and actually uh january should be the month where i do like catch up of things that i wanted to watch from 2000 you know 21 but uh instead i did an alien series marathon so i i don't know an alien series so you watched a bunch of like alien uh the the whole the whole the whole main series uh, quadrilogy plus the two uh prequels the movies like when you said alien series i was like did you just watch alien tv show well noah hawley is making an alien tv series yeah it's interesting that's uh six movies you mentioned and that's the reason you couldn't watch other movies throughout the month i don't I don't have that much time, Jason. The six plus the five awesome movie year movies. I, I'm, I'm I'm a busy man. Anyway, yeah, I still want to watch this movie. Uh, the next one I don't really care much about. The three five five, which I know got just absolutely demolished when it came out. Every everybody says it's terrible. It flopped pretty bad. Did you watch it? Nope. And I'm glad I didn't. And I think you know, as we said with the trailer, like, what's the tone of this thing? You know, and. Yeah, I don't know if people, uh, Josh, my co-host from Awesome Movie Year, did see it, and he said it's definitely not a comedy. And I'm like, well, then they should have made that more clear in the trailer, you know? Yeah, pretty much. It definitely seemed all over the place, and it definitely seems like people are not liking it, so I doubt I'll ever get around to it. I did watch the next one on the list, Scream, which we also recorded an episode on, which will be coming out soon. I'm actually saving it for the Paramount Plus uh, release date. It's going to be streaming on February 28th. Did you watch Scream yet? No, I mean, but I would watch it on Paramount Plus. Was it good? It's fun. Yeah, it, it's... It's not my favorite movie of the series, but it's 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 a good one as far as if you like the screen movies, you'll probably like it. Was there anything to the concept that we brought up last month of Dewey somehow gaining intelligence and speaking more clearly over the years now? Yeah, not really. No, he's just older, and uh, I guess that's just David Arquette's unique take on the character. I don't know. I'm not quite sure, but yeah, we both uh, we both somehow uh, Mandela affected our uh, our thoughts on how Dewey used to be portrayed. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe we were thinking of like those spoof movies where they played him like that. You know, that's exactly what I think. I think we're we're conflating both Scream and Scary Movie into one character. There you go. I think that's what we're doing. All right, next up is The Tragedy of Macbeth, which, like I said last month, I had already seen when we uh, did that episode. You did watch this one, I right? did, and it's uh, beautiful, and the performances are good, uh, but I feel as dumb as you, Dave. Uh, yeah. It was, uh, I, I'm like, you know, uh, maybe I'm just not a Shakespeare guy. I, uh, it, it was an effort to get through. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, they're actually going to be showing it in the next couple of weeks in IMAXs. I would almost want to see that just because of how beautiful. Yeah, it is. I could. Yeah, right. You could even uh, put in not that you not that the sound is bad, but like you could just watch that for the picture alone. So. Yeah, seriously. So next up is Operation Fortune Ruse de Guerre, which was delayed to March twenty eighth. So skip along that one as well as morbius which is delayed till april 1st which that is the eighth time that movie has been delayed so we'll see if that really happens 
So obviously we didn't see either of those. Uh, but then this weekend at the time of recording, these last two movies still aren't out. So we, of course, haven't seen them. Clean and The Requin. Those are actually still coming out on VOD this weekend. So maybe we'll catch those. Clean. Uh, yeah, they both seem like those were more two of the more promising ones last month. Yeah, so uh, they could be fun. So hopefully we'll get to those. But let's start our February movies with the one that I hope reinvigorates my uh, desire to start watching some new 2022 movies. Yes, it looks really dumb, but uh, it looks like my kind of fun dumb. It is Moonfall coming to theaters February 4th. It's the new Roland Emmerich film, director of disaster movies like Independence Day and 2012 and all this nonsense. It's a $140 million blockbuster about the moon getting knocked out of orbit and being on a collision course for Earth. It looks absolutely ridiculous. I will admit the trailer is just terrible, but uh, I I love the concept, and so I want to see. Well, it. I don't I don't mind the concept at all. I mean, it feels just as realistic or unrealistic as any Roland Emmerich movie, right? Sure. Again, yeah. I mean, what is going on with trailers and tonal confusion? Like the first half of this right. trailer is a comedy trailer, and the second half is an action trailer, and I'm like. But there's no mix. There's no like, you know, it seems like there are two different movies going on. So at first I was like, oh, is he spoofing his own work? That could be super fun. And then I'm like, oh, he's clearly not spoofing anything. And it's going to be it just is a mess, man. It's a mess. Yeah. And uh, this uh, was it. Uh, is that Nick Frost in this as our Brit there? Uh I didn't even think Nick Frost was in it. Maybe, Maybe. I, I know the... Holly Berry's in it. Patrick Wilson's in it. Michael Pena, Donald Sutherland. Oh, um, you know who it is? It's not Nick Frost. It's Sam Tarly. <laughs> Man, oh, what's he from uh, Game of Thrones? The guy who played Sam Tarly. Oh, okay. Man, if uh, if I wasn't white, that would be uh, racist. That I got two white British fat guys <laughs> mixed up. But Sam Tarly is in two horrible looking movies this month, and I'm like, bro, this is where you're going from Game of Thrones. So. Uh, oh yeah, not, not, not looking forward to it, Dave. And, uh, you have your hopes that this is going to ignite you for 2022. Yeesh. Hey. <laughs> yeah. I, I like, I like some dumb fun stuff. You know, I, I like, I like that Dolby cinema to, to rumble me. You, know? you keep saying you know? fun, but this preview turned from like fun to not fun. So very quickly. No, you're right. The trailer does not look very good. I, I don't I don't know why I still have my hopes up, but I do. Uh, well, what, what do you have for pieces on this? Well, one? I mean, you know, um, forgetting all those Emmerich pieces that I thought he was spoofing, you pick anything like Armageddon or, you know, mm -hmm. this name any is there. I'm sure there's a movie called Meteor about a meteor going to hit Earth, right? <laughs> yeah, so, sure. uh, so deep impact. Yeah, there you go. Deep impact. So I said that I said gravity um, because that I think is the best version of an epic space movie where they have to fix something in space and then mm. don't look up. It kind of felt at first I was like, oh, this is funny. And it's about a, an impending doom to the U.S. And and then I was like, oh, this isn't funny. And it's about an impending doom to the U.S. That sounds exactly like don't look up. Sure, absolutely. Yeah, of course, Armageddon is on my list as well. I also put on uh, Transformers Dark Side of the Moon, um, where there's some secret crazy stuff happening with the moon. Turns out to be Transformers. Here, it seems like it's not all 100% natural, and that's part of what I don't like about the trailer. I'm like, oh no, don't tell me there's something 
else going on. I just want the moon to come out of orbit and hit us. That's that's enough, you know. Uh, and then and then kind of along those same lines, last year's Godzilla versus Kong, which you know I love. There's a whole separate conspiracy theory angle with Brian Tyree Henry's character, which is admittedly kind of the weakest part of the movie, but it does seem like there's a lot of conspiracy theory stuff happening. Within a big giant disaster epic, so that that kind of reminded me of that. So, Dave, are you saying there might be perhaps a moon raker on this one? Ooh, there you go. Perhaps. Anyway, you're dumb for looking forward to this. <laughs> All right, this one, this next one, I think you're probably looking forward to because I know you love Steven Soderbergh. But it's Kimmy coming to HBO Max on February 10th. Uh, stars Zoe Kravitz as an agoraphobic woman who discovers evidence of a crime and no one believes her. And so she has to leave her house to get involved. But then there's also this second through story of Kimmy, the Alexa style voice assistant that's recording everything that's part of the story as well. It seems like there's a lot going on in this trailer. Yeah. You know, I don't even know if I got the agoraphobic, uh, angle from the trailer, to be honest with you. Yeah. That's in the plot synopsis. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting that, uh, I, I didn't get that, but I will add something now from the puzzle piece to that because of that. But, um, you know, we know Soderbergh contagion side effects. He's great at making movies like this. So hopefully, and Zoe Kravitz, I think, uh, Soderbergh is so good at working with actresses. You think of like Aaron Brockovich or even Catherine Zeta-Jones in Traffic. Like some of the best performances of their, these people's career, right? Like so yeah. Zoe Kravitz we know is a promising actress. She was good in like Big Little Lies and stuff like that. So um, I'm excited. I think this could be yeah. a, a good movie here. So Yeah, absolutely. It looks good to me as well. Uh, what do you have for pieces? Well, if we're going to go the agoraphobic route – I'll just take rear window right away, even though he was sure. kind of stuck in there, um, not of his own accord. But the two that I thought were um, because of the interaction with technology, her, which I love, one of the greatest movies of the last um, you know decade or so, the Spike sure. Jones movie. And then there's this whole thing. Uh, well, I mean, you know, the the technology overtaking the goals and ambitions, and kind of like deciding the fate of the character reminded me of 2001 a space odyssey hal obviously kimmy kimmy and hal should hook up and lastly minority report with this like is there a premeditated murder are you able to predict it ahead of time is that an aspect of it it felt like it was because of the technology um Mm -hmm. you know connection but maybe i'm wrong all right well i definitely had rear window on there um but i also thought of blowout um, and also blow up while we're at it. Awesome movie year movie. Uh, but just the recording of everything happening and, uh, you know, thinking that she's discovered something within her recordings on on this Kimmy device. So I, I thought that reminded me of Blowout. Uh, and then lastly, I would also throw in there Jordan Peele's Us because it was the first movie I remember like having like an Alexa type device doing something creepy. So I just thought that that kind of fits in there. Cool. Well, what was the one last year, right? Didn't we talk about one last year? Joe Wright, the Amy Adams one, where she yeah the the woman in the window is that what yeah that was you called? you I don't watched know. it was really it, right? bad yeah, so. yeah it was very bad yeah so. he's usually good Joe Wright know. so but I know he is yeah. well Cyrano we still haven't watched. yeah I'm excited to watch, watch that. that yeah. All right, uh, Blacklight is up next. I know you get excited when Liam Neeson does something. So February 11th, coming to theaters. Just, 
you know, check the boxes. It's the it's the Liam Neeson action movie. Meat and potatoes. Yep, absolutely. Uh, what, what do you think of this trailer? There's really not much to describe with it. I mean, it's just very standard. Well, here's the thing, Dave. Uh, it's funny. I recently pitched um, kind of a take on one of these movies, but it would almost be like sending it up, mm-hmm. and you would need Liam Neeson for it. And uh, it was pitched to like the producer of like his last few movies, and they're like, uh they're like yeah yeah no that's a really funny pitch but he says he wants to to get away from stuff like that and since then he's released like three more of these so it's like (laughs) does he or are you just like not working with him anymore what's going on here right um so i mean the problem with this one is it's now to the point where we're cannibalizing other liam neeson movies we're like you know we're jumping the shark in that like his granddaughter gets taken away right and he goes, mm-hmm. if you had anything to do with my granddaughter gone missing, you're going to need more men, you know? And it's like, this is taken. It's literally, I have a special set totally. of skills. Like, I, we're going literally usurping, you know, our own movies here. So it took a little more, let's see, off the grid, working for the government, Homeland, the show on uh, Showtime that was up and down, mm-hmm. um, sure. the Bourne series, obviously, and then last, uh, because it's like, uh, I'm an old man and I like my granddaughter, I picked The Mule, which was the uh, the Clint Eastwood movie there. All right. Yeah, for sure. Um, I I will add in there as far as old mans, uh, I'll, I'll go with Logan, uh, just real angry, gruff you know, old man action movie. Uh, also with, with being roped in by the government, that seems to be like kind of what's happening here. I thought of the last few Fast and Furious movies because that seems to be what happens every single time. The government ropes them into some kind of a uh, thing. Uh, but yeah, also I had taken on my list as well because like you said, it's just at this point, it's just He's- going back to the well, you know? It's it's kind of crazy. The other thing I wanted to mention though is when I was first looking for this trailer, you know, just to... to watch it um you know i typed in black light and one of the google search like suggestions was what is the black light trailer song and then i watched the trailer and it's in the air tonight by phil yeah. collins like who doesn't know that yeah I, like right but you know what's funny dave i'm glad you brought that up because this was something i i mean obviously i knew that too but this was something i noticed in all these trailers even the trailers are becoming derivative of each other it's like yeah. um right it's like hey let's take a cool 80s song and give it to a dj to just like pop the you know the beat up or like the chorus over like there's yeah. uh was it uh personal jesus uh no never again is what you swore right that's in uh right that was in one of these right and then even uh towards the end not just 80s there was uh heads will roll with the yeah yeah yeahs and it's just like repeating the same line of a song to a hot beat where like here's a line from a song now here's a character saying a lot now here's a line from the same the same line from the song and it's like man even the trailers are getting like boring at this point it makes you miss superhero movies right i'm just kidding I can feel it coming in the air tonight. Oh, All right, let's move on. Uh, next up, Death on the Nile, February 11th. Latest in this series, uh, following up Murder on the Orient Express. This movie, uh, of course, directed by Kenneth Branagh and starring him. Also, Gal Gadot, uh, Latita Wright, Annette Bening, Russell Brand. 
and Army Hammer. Yeah, he which got his they're name. doing their best. They're trying to hide the fact that he's still in it, but he's they can't get rid of him. No, his um, name is like in the preview. Like you it, know. it's in there. Yeah, yeah, they don't show him though. They like I think he's in like a far shot. Dave, but, um, what did he do other than like talk about? wanting to eat people or kill his family or something I'm, I'm confused i'm not defending him i'm just confused i'm really i'm not 100 percent sure i don't know if i really want to know at this point but uh yeah he, he's he's derailed let's just say that at this point but this movie has to come out though they, they got to eventually release it well the last one was such a big hit right so yeah and, exactly uh, and i i've seen the original and i think i saw the last one but i mean who's to say they all blend together i saw it on a plane actually the last that's one. a um, not the best way to it's see it's a plane it. movie no it's not because i mean did you have a bigger <laughs> screen this the, the scenery and no. yeah it's not a plane yeah, movie at all it's, it's a you know the setting and the scenes is so nice of this stuff yes yeah, and in this one that's what the you know the locations and the the scoping shots look great for it. And, uh, you know, whatever. I like a lot of British mystery TV shows, uh, but I don't know if I like this. So, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, obviously they're in a beautiful cruise to, uh, it looks like Egypt, but also parts of the Middle East. And uh, that reminded me of a lot of the scope of uh, the North African sequences in The English Patient, just like the landscapes. Um, and you know, the costume design, the, you know, it's uh, probably like 20, 10 years earlier than the English patient was, but this, this looked like of that swooping beauty, you know, which whatever you think of that Mm. movie was a beautiful movie, you know, uh, you know, we, we kind of bring this one up a lot because it's, um, you know, if everyone's a suspect, I think knives out's probably our favorite of the last few years of that. And then, uh, you know, uh, I thought like, what's a big boat movie in an exotic location uh, Jungle Cruise. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you went with Jungle Cruise and not me. That's, I'm not proud of myself uh, yeah. for that one. <laughs> what I yeah, wanted to th- say was uh, Fitzcarraldo, the Werner Herzog movie, but I've never really seen it, although I've seen the documentary Burden of Dreams about the making of it, which is about pulling a boat uh, like this over a mountain. And So I recommend watching Burden of Dreams. Okay, yeah. I, I actually have seen that, and it's uh, very, very good. But... Uh, Jungle Cruise is also pretty fun. Um, I, <laughs> I of course, also had uh, Knives Out on my list. But this is, I don't know, it's kind of a hard one to really come up. I, I like the English Patient as, as a piece here. That That's good. It's a hard one to come up with pieces for, though, because, uh, you know, it, it just is part of this grand tradition of these Agatha Christie adaptations. So it's just, it is what it is, and you know? Perot is such a beloved uh, detective, both in film in literature and on television like you know really as far as detectives go he's really done a he's he's really crossed uh, media hasn't he 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 sure has absolutely so yeah i don't really have any other good pieces i mean i guess sherlock holmes but i mean that's you know it's just detective stuff it's it it is what it is um i guess if you're gonna do jungle cruise i'll throw anaconda in there okay (laughs) <laughs> At least the Jungle Cruise, I think, took place in the same continent, is, right? Was it? Or who knows? Who cares? Who knows? Yeah, uh, yours is just know. as valid. Shut up, yeah, me. Yeah, pretty much. Shut up, me. Stop talking. Third movie in a row coming out in theaters on February 11th. That's going to be a busy weekend uh, for somebody, I guess. Uh, Not me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's called Marry Me. It's Jennifer Lopez playing a pop star who is 
uh, about to get engaged during the premiere of her new duet with her singer boyfriend, but he dumps her at the last second, and so she decides so, to marry some guy in the not, crowd. No, no, no. No? They're going to get married on like a live stream, right? And they're going to okay. sing together. And the guy is, I guess, is, I don't know who the actor is. Manula? Is that his name or something? So he I must be a yeah. famous. But what happens is, before that goes live, something else goes live, which is a video someone took of the boyfriend oh, he making out with right? the assistant. Uh, oh, yeah. so now she's in, she's there in the live stream, and uh, Owen Wilson's in the crowd with his daughter and ugly best friend Sarah Silverman, because we know sure, she has yeah. to play ugly <laughs> best friend, right? She's not a smart, beautiful woman or anything, right? And, uh, uh, you know, and... Um, and uh, they hand her a sign. They hand Owen Wilson a sign that says "Marry Me," which was the name of the the show or the yeah. song. They were and do, right? Jennifer Lopez. She's all like, you know, I got to make a change in my life because my guy cheated on me. Hey, random guy in the crowd with the "Marry Me" sign, I will marry you right now, right here. And then they get married, and <laughs> oh, I don't ever want to see this, no matter what. Thank you so much for clarifying that plot uh, summary. Doesn't it sound so clean and wonderful as a plot? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I don't know what to make of this movie. This this just looks... You know exactly bad. what to make of this movie. It is a garbage trash pile. The type of horrible fodder that Jennifer Lopez used to do. Like Monster-in-Law and everything. And then we mm -hmm. thought like, oh, she's in Hustlers and she killed it. And she's great. Oh, yeah. But no, she can't keep away... From garbage, 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 Dave. This looks like the worst movie ever made, okay? So I'll tell you my pieces for that. Uh, I went with Eurovision because of that love interest romantic stuff uh, that took place on the show and everything, and it was musically mm -hmm. inclined. I went with the TV show Joe Millionaire, where they did something like this. You have to marry the millionaire on the spot, right? You know? Also, okay, what's with this sure, Owen sure. Wilson comeback? This is the stuff he's choosing? Like, come on, dude. Uh, what happens in Vegas? I never saw it, but didn't they get, like, married off of a whim or something like that? That sounds about right. Yeah. And then uh, one we just covered on Awesome Movie Year is a special bonus, Love Actually, because this seems uh, highly manipulative and, you know, big set piece oriented and... Um, Something like um, just annoying to me. Also, this is so, the other one with Sam Tarley. What are you doing, guy? Oh, yeah. That poor guy. Yeah. Well, so like Love Actually, so people are going to absolutely love this movie and you're just going to be baffled by it. I mean, I understand why they love Love Actually. And as you recall, I was like, it's all right. And like, I'll, yeah, you know, if uh, if I ever get a girlfriend again, I'd watch Love Actually again. <laughs> But I don't. I think if any, but not if this. any women not, are listening to me. this, I probably won't get a girlfriend again. You know. So, <laughs> well, uh, I'll throw a Star Is Born in there. Um, you know, I, I think just as far the Lady Gaga version, of course, uh, just you know, music and relationship between two singers in the current pop culture. I think kind of sparked this also in the real world uh there seems to be this thing within like tabloid culture of singers like getting together and that being like a whole tabloid thing it, it there's been a couple of uh examples of that in movies and tv shows lately i know in the other two the comedy series that uh there was like a 
a story beat like that. Also, Ariana Grande's character in Don't Look Up was going through something like that, where she's yeah. a couple with with another singer. And so I don't know if that's a thing that's really happening with with singers right now, with pop singers, but it seems to be happening in it's the world of entertainment. Ha- it's always happened, hasn't I it? Ge- I guess so. I guess it happens sometimes. No, I, I, it's always happened. I can't remember the last time it's really the happened. The two Maybe pop singers got out. together? Come on. That's, an always, that's always been a thing. But I'm glad you I brought up so. A Star is Born because uh, this movie looks shallow. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's move on to another romantic comedy. This one coming to streaming on Amazon Prime also February 11th. Oh, yeah, it's Valentine's Day. There you go. Uh, I Want You Back stars Charlie Day and Jenny Slate uh, as two platonic friends who both get dumped by their significant others at the same time and decide instead of just getting together, they're going to work together to uh, break up their ex's new relationships. It looks kind of fun. Yeah, because that makes them really likable. Yeah, totally. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I love Jenny Slate. She's so talented, man. Oh, yeah. And Charlie Day, you know... I don't know. It's been more misses than hits with him on the movie side, but obviously charismatic actor, you know, and we love him from Sonny. So I don't know. This was, I mean, I just thought this was going to be like, Hey, now we're friends and we're going to be there for each other. And then we're going to end up falling in love, which of course they're going to do anyway. But there is that whole thing of like, let's break them up. And, you know, I'm going to go, uh, you know, I'm going to go, I don't remember, like Jenny Slade is going to seduce Charlie uh, Day's, uh, like uh, Charlie Day's ex-girlfriend's new boyfriend. And I'm like, yeah, that that just sounds like you're not a good person, right? Yeah. And then Charlie yeah. Day has to become like bros with Jenny Slade's ex-boyfriend. So just like. I, just... I will say this is a great cast for this concept. Like they, you can picture them both being awful people, you know? I just, it just bums me out because I, I like them both. And I thought like, right. this could be, a, <laughs> this could be cleaner, right? But someone was like, oh, we have to take it to the next level. And hmm. so um, something that was much cleaner, which was a great movie, which I've mentioned here before was Plus One on Hulu. Uh, with, sure. uh, you know, where the two are like, hey, we both have to go to these weddings. Let's just go together so we don't have to find wedding dates. So you have that relationship that, of course, develops, right? Okay, so then I thought like, okay, I'm going to break up your thing and you have to break up my thing. Like making this pack to do something dastardly reminded me of Throw Mama from the Train. Nice. Yeah, and then if you go back before that, that was based on Strangers from a Train. And then, of course, the last one, uh, you know, you have to bro down with this dude. So I love you, man, which uh, which I'm was a great movie. I think people should check that one out again. Yeah, I love you, man. was very fun. Um, I haven't seen it since the theater. I, I want to rewatch it one of these days for sure. Uh, I'll go right along with that. I had Forgetting Sarah Marshall on my list. Um, Jason Siegel and Mila Kunis, you know, kind of get together in the process of, of spying on his ex. So I just thought there's kind of a similar trajectory there. Love that movie. And uh, the other one I had was The Lovebirds with Kumail Nanjiani and Issa Rae, uh, the Michael Showalter movie, which is not very good, but um, these two, they break up, and due to forces outside of their control, they have to kind of stick together as they're going through this whole action comedy plot, which takes things in a very different direction from anything that I'm sure happens here, and I want you back, but just the fact that these two people who you just know are going to make it through all of these adventures and end up together 
uh, are stuck together. What about there's a scene in this uh, in this preview where like as as you like at first you're like oh I like this person I like this person and then as you continue to watch and it descends into getting um, less and less enjoyable <laughs> the preview mm. right there's this part where Jenny Slate goes uh oh, you you're the type of guy who can fall in love with you know six days a month a year two years and then charlie you realize the timeline's getting longer don't you <laughs> just like <laughs> stop it right now this movie's pissing you off jason everything that's what i said this month looks horrible this whole month is kimmy looks well, what about good. this one what about this next one it's called dog <laughs> comes to theaters February 18th. Uh, and it's directed by and starring Channing Tatum. He co-directed it. Uh, he's been gone for a while. And I, I even, I tweeted like, I don't know, like three, four months ago. I was like, whatever happened to Channing Tatum? He's back all of a sudden with a movie where he's on a road trip with a dog. I mean, this is just the most random thing in the world. But it's uh, just kind of like a feel-good movie about him having to transport a fallen soldier's dog uh, across country, and he develops a bond with the dog who's, like, very uh, crazy and a wild animal. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. It, it looks it looks like a crowd-pleaser, but at the same time, like, a why, you know? Like, why wasn't this made in the 90s or something, right? <laughs> yeah, this feels like that yeah. type of movie. You're right on the crowd-pleasing aspect, and I'll let you cover the human dog crowd-pleaser genre yes, because i'm know, sure that's dog. on there um i put you know what i put which i'd like to watch again although i remember it not being good was larger than life the movie where bill murray had to transport an elephant across country or something i don't remember if i ever actually saw that i remember the movie didn't we just talk about on an awesome movie or in Smokey and the bandit one of the sequels is about them transporting an elephant so yeah that yeah. someone should make that again so uh, an elephant transportation movie um <laughs> I also put Turner and Hooch because that is that, you know, kind of law officer or, you know, in this case, this is a military man and a dog and they're mismatched and then they come together and everything sure. is great. And spoiler alert, they actually kill Hooch and Turner and Hooch. How could you do that? How could you let that be the ending of that movie? Um, really? And then the transportation of a fallen or, or something for a, uh, a fallen military person. Remember Last Flag Flying, not the best Richard Linkletter movie where they had to uh, uh, transport uh, one of the um, main character's son's body, I think, from mm -hmm. wherever, the pickup to the cemetery or something. So I actually really liked that movie. I, I thought that was one of my favorite movies that year. All right. Well, I mean, I love Richard Linkletter, so I don't want to, like, you know, argue about it, Dave. I'll, I'll say good. Let's fight, Jason. I, I don't um, have the energy to after watching these trailers, Dave. <laughs> so uh, I I thought of um, a couple others here. Uh, the Call of the Wild uh, with Harrison Ford and a dog who's just like totally unruly, and you know they their bond ends up being what gets the dog to uh, to be not only not only to get the dog to be cool, but to get the guy to get out of his funk. So, you know, kind of the same kind of a thing here. And then also Max, uh, a movie in 2015, which funny enough was one of these January, February releases where like you see the trailer and you're like, is this even a real movie? Like it's it was just a dog movie about a fallen soldier's dog. 
who has to be like handled by, you know, some other Marine or something. So it was like a very similar story. I never actually saw it, but I just remember when the trailer came out, it was like the same thing. If I find out that you kidnapped my dog, <laughs> you're going to need That would be men. a good twist on that. Come on, there you yeah. go. We haven't yeah. done that one yet, you know? So. Well, let's do that. I, I would love to see him and a dog for sure. <laughs> or against uh, the dog. Well, because he well, did the gray, right? So you Yeah, know, he so did the gray, been... so... All right, next up, February 18th in theaters, Uncharted, uh, a movie that has gone through so much development hell. It's amazing that it's ever going to really happen, but here we are. This seems like the worst possible version of it. Uh, This is one of the best video games of all time. Let's just say that right here. Um, But now it's Ruben Fleischer directing it, director of Venom and Zombieland and Gangster Squad. Starring Tom Holland as Nathan Drake, the adventurer, and Mark Wahlberg as Sully, his uh, guy that goes around with him can, on the can adventures. Just, can I stop you right there and just say Mark Wahlberg, his whole career has been leading up to him playing a guy named Sully. Yeah, a guy named Sully. <laughs> I went to college in Boston, and one of my friend's nicknames was Sully. So believe me, I noticed. It's perfect, huh? Yeah, except for he doesn't look anything like the Sully character. There's nothing about him. But anyway, that's besides the point. The movie, uh, it's a big budget action movie based on a video game. What could go wrong here, you know? (laughs) Antonio Banderas is a bad guy. That's kind of cool. Your brother left you a clue. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, When I was talking about previews that were hard to get through, it was this and Marry Me, pretty much. Like, everything else was... And dog, that wasn't easy to get through either. So yeah, um, yeah, yeah, man. Um, you go see this one, Dave, because I'm gonna pass. Okay, so look, I will see this one just because of the game, but it looks just unbelievably bad. I mean, the first thing I think of is National Treasure. Mm-hmm. I put a great book on here, so if anyone wants to read this, there's a there's a um, book called Lost City of the Monkey God where literally modern age scientists and explorers and archaeologists and anthropologists go into the jungles of Honduras or Guatemala, I think it was Honduras, to find like a lost city, like, you know, and treasure and all this. And that was, that's a pretty, a pretty cool book. Um, so that's something worthwhile from this episode. Um, <laughs> I mean, you know, lost treasures, I always want Goonies, you know, right? And then... Lastly, all these different elements working together and criminals versus criminals and this and that. I I picked the Italian job instead of Ocean's Eleven. Leave me alone, go. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, I will throw in there, this whole thing seems to take place in the back of a cargo plane that's opening and everybody's falling out of it. Operation so Dumbo Drop? Operation Dumbo <laughs> Drop, yeah, as well as uh, at least one or two Mission Impossible movies, and at least two or three Fast and Furious movies. So, Ugh, uh, stop bringing that up this time. <laughs> yeah. uh, also, of course, Indiana Jones and Tomb Raider, um, especially Tomb Raider since it's based on the video game. And lastly, and, and this is part of what makes this look so bad as a fan of the games, Tom Holland is basically just doing his spider-man shtick here instead of playing nathan drake so i'll throw in tom holland's spider-man hey dave you mentioned tomb raider they should call this movie womb raider because it looks like an abortion (laughs) film abortion wow that's a good one (laughs) (laughs) i'm like uh i'm like uh who, who used to do that uh you know 
Joel Siegel, was that him? Or Gene Shallot, but, you know, yeah, Gene Shallot. But, uh, yeah. yeah, Gene Shallot, but, uh, you know, a little bluer. <laughs> yeah, a little blue. <laughs> All right, I you know, I have a feeling you might like this next one a little bit. Uh, the outfit coming to theaters February twenty fifth. This one looks more like a Jason movie. No, no, uh, no. This one looks like a movie, Dave. Like that, okay. it wasn't just slapdash and like here's an idea and maybe it works and maybe it doesn't. But at least we're trying. Yes, there's a tailor shop. Uh, the the tailor there is basically forced by some bad dudes to. Uh, do some illegal activity in the back of his shop. Stars Mark Rylance. Uh, it's directed by Graham Moore, who did the Imitation Game a few years ago, which was pretty good. Yeah, th- this does look good. I- I'm looking forward to this one. Yeah, Mark Rylance, man. He's uh, got an Academy Award. He's a bit underrated, isn't he? I think so. Yeah. Um, and who's really there? And then you know his. Uh, there's also Dylan O'Brien is the main star, and then Zoe Dutch is in it too. I think that's who I was thinking of. Like her, his female. Uh, I don't know yeah. if she's a protege or a partner. Uh, it seems like, you know, they probably give away too much about her. Like, I'm just here for the shop. What? Turns out I'm, you know, a badass, uh, you know, self-defense person or whatever, right? Most likely. So, yeah, no, I mean, there's a part in here where he's like, hey, we can't just have good people as our customers. So, like, they, he lets, like, bad, you know, or criminals make drops here or something, right? Um, yeah. So that that kind of feeling of you know secret business secret rooms reminded me of boardwalk empire plus the time period looked very boardwalk empire-y um uh-huh. when you think of a tailor shop that doubles as uh something else i think back to the kingsman and then mm-hmm. you know just wanted to think of a good gangster movie that maybe you wouldn't think of from around this time period i picked road to perdition all right cool yeah I, I haven't seen road to perdition since it came out i gotta watch that again one of these days uh i had the same pieces as you though otherwise i had boardwalk empire mainly for the vibe of it like there, there's plenty of gangster things you can go to when talking about gangster movies like this but as far as like just the style of it all it just really feels like that but then the kingsman as well i mean a tailor shop where lots of violence is going to happen within it and, and surrounding the people that that shop there so uh yeah those are mine as well cool so i mean we're not sure if this is going to be good but at least it's a concept that you're like hey this is not derivative run-of-the-mill just trash speaking of uh <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Next up is Studio 666. Uh, February 25th, Limited Theaters. Uh, this movie just looks absolutely ridiculous, but I don't know. Maybe it could be fun. It, it, it's this very low budget looking comedy with the Foo Fighters. It's based on an idea from Dave Grohl. Uh, in which they check into a mansion to record their highly anticipated 10th album. Also stars Whitney Cummings and Jenna Ortega from this recent Scream movie. Uh, what do you think about this one? You know, I, I'm going to go with this one, right? This one, like, and then I think it'll end up on Amazon or something. Like, you know, we've seen this over the years. I don't want to call it stunt casting, but building an entire movie around a persona of someone's real life, you know, profession. Um, mm. Or like, what, like chairman of the board with Carrot Top, where, you know, he's using inventions <laughs> to save the company again it feels like a throwback to the 90s type thing you know it does um and a recent uh episode of awesome movie year we mentioned penn and teller was it called kill us or license to kill or something like that which neither of us have yeah. seen but no um 
But hey, man, I, I don't know. Maybe it's the fact that so many things look bad this month. But like, I'm gonna give the benefit of the doubt to Dave Grohl and the Foo Fighters. They're great, and like, yeah. this looks like we could at least have some fun with it. And they lean into like, you know, the idea of the sound of the house is the sound of the album. Like, whatever, whatever. Like, why yeah. not? Let's go with it. Uh, Tenacious D in the Pick of Destiny, right? Yep. There's a there's an Irish movie called Extraordinary from a few years ago that some people really love. I didn't, but it did take risks. It was about like a medium, someone who could speak to the dead, who goes to like a castle where a kind of uh, shut-in pop star played played by uh, Will Forte in a very weird role. Um, I wouldn't even call him a pop star, but more like a you know a Kenny G type is going to sacrifice someone so he can get a good album again, right? Like he makes a deal <laughs> nice. with the devil. So that's a fun, weird pick. And then um, Dave Grohl finds a new note. Is it the brown note from South Park? I don't know. Also, he gets possessed in the house. That reminded me of This Is The End. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I, of course, had Tenacious D in the pick of destiny as well. I also throw Spinal Tap in there, Uh, you know, just the intersection of of rock and roll and comedy. Um, A couple others. The Matt LeBlanc TV series episodes where he is searching for what his next uh, big hit will be after Friends, which was a really funny show. I like that show a lot. Uh, but just playing with, with, like you were saying, the persona of, of this real-life uh, entertainer uh, in the form of Dave Grohl and his band, The Foo Fighters. And then the last one, not a movie or a show or anything like that, but just as far as like an outside inspiration, uh, Nine Inch Nails recording the downward spiral in the house where the Manson family murdered Sharon Tate. Um, seems like a jumping off point for this uh, creepy mansion that Foo Fighters are going to record in. This whole episode has been a downward spiral for the entire film industry, I feel like, Dave. So why not? <laughs> Let's go with this. Hey, at least we've got Jackass Forever. That's coming out this month, too. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's going to be great. Uh, we love that stuff. So, Josh, maybe yeah. not our, our co-host from the <laughs> yeah, movie here. but maybe not Josh. You know, Dave, do you, do you remember going back? Uh, did you ever do the sneak where you would go see a movie and, like, plan out, like, oh, this plays at 1, it ends at 2.45, blank starts at 3, oh, yeah. let's just sneak in. The best one of I ever course. did was um, Bowling for Columbine and Jackass. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's amazing. I love it. Oh, man. All right. That's a good place to wrap it up. Jason, uh, what do you got going on? What's what's up with Awesome Movie awesome Year? Awesome Movie right Year. Hey, everybody. We just uh, hit a milestone with our download. So thank you all for listening. And whatever feedback you want to give us, we're open to. And the audience choice, which uh, I don't know if the poll's going to be up. You guys get to pick the year that we're going to pick the audience choice. I think one season we should just let the audience pick the year that we covered, Dave. Yeah. But right now what we're in, we're in the 10th season. So we're looking back at the first nine. We're not covering any of the same movies, but we're covering movies that we missed from those first nine that fit into our categories. So we're right in the middle of it. Um, you know, I'm not sure which episode will be out by the time this one airs, but some of the picks have been our foreign film from 1989, Cinema Paradiso, uh, already out, box office champ, Smokey and the Bandit, which was number two in 1977. And uh, my episode, I picked Bonnie and Clyde from 1967. So we run through the gamut. We've picked every year, and um, it's gonna it's a fun um, fun season, fun way to like fill in some fill in some holes, some to piece it together, if you will. 
Ooh, absolutely. Yes. And speaking of which, I'm very much looking forward to my personal pick from 1994, which I won't reveal right now, but I'll just say I didn't get a pick yet when we first started the show off. And now I finally get that. Yeah, I'm glad we got that. You had to earn your keep. And uh, mm. and then we dangled that pick carrot in front of you. <laughs> and uh, now you after this, you will have had a pick in every season. That's right. So uh, awesome. Everybody check out Awesome Movie Year. And Jason, as always, thanks for joining me. Uh, hopefully March is a better month. Yeah, you should really pay me for this episode for sitting through all those trailers. <laughs> Two actors walk into a bar and, well, what do they do, David? Well, Scarlett, I'll tell you. Two actors walk into a bar and find humour in reality. Two of them fall out and smash on the floor. The woman has gone, well done. Provide opinions on everything they're not entitled to. Oh, wear a mask, you dumbasses. America's fucked. Oh, who cares? <laughs> Biden's in control of a sinking ship. And of course, they drink. I'm doing great. I've had one beer and I don't know what words are anymore. He's on the Fanta fruit twist now. I can see what you're drinking and it is embarrassing. But no, 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 that's not all you can expect from this podcast. We've got some particularly strange tales to tell and, of course, exclusive stories from the acting world. You came on the stage and you were like, stop it, I'm having to break character. I'm a professional, don't you know? I see you're an actress. Do you snort lots of cocaine, then? Some Oscar-worthy performances from our hosts. Uh, your Waluigi impression is hilarious. Waluigi. Um. <laughs> Good old Boris Johnson, like... You're smashing them now. You've not even had a drink yet. Oh, I don't believe the king would have said Ooh. that. And a load of drunken waffle. Uh, I mean, intelligent conversation. We're talking about you having a weird crush on Colin Firth and suddenly you're shagging a Greg's pasty. My life's exciting, what can I say? So join her, Scarlett Bryant. And him, David McCulloch. Along with a fantastic range of special guests. Bring it on, I can't wait. I mean... Who shat themselves? <laughs> <laughs> I was sang in the prize giving on the Friday, was having surgery on the Saturday. I poured myself some mulled wine for this occasion and I have, you saw me sit down with a full glass. <laughs> I've like, just, <laughs> it's like juice, you know? All that and much, much more in our podcast series, Two, Two actors walk into a bar. All right, so I hope you enjoyed that conversation about some of the movies coming out in February. And even if we were a little down on some of them, go see them. Uh, this way we'll have some great things to talk about, right? So uh, lots of movies coming out, and you know I'll be watching them all. So... Thank you to Jason Harris for joining me on that. Uh, if you're not already, you should subscribe to Awesome Movie Year. Lots of great episodes coming out over there. Uh, so definitely check that out. And while you're at it, make sure you're subscribed to Piecing It Together. You can also rate and review us. That would be awesome if you did that. You could share our episodes. That's especially great when you do that. Make sure you're subscribed and, you know, follow us on social medias and all that kind of stuff at Piecing Pod for Piecing It Together. Uh, and check out our Facebook group, Popcorn and Puzzle Pieces, where we continue the conversation about all the movies we talk about here on the show. And don't forget, we do have a Patreon, the Produced by David Rosen Patreon, where we post bonus and advanced content from Piecing It Together, from Jason's Awesome Movie Year podcast, as well as from my music career. And there is a lot coming very soon from my music i'm in the middle of working on quite a bit of new stuff so uh yeah there's going to be a lot coming soon so definitely check out the patreon it's patreon.com slash by david rosen 
And speaking of music, let's close this thing up with a piece of my music like we always do. And I'm just going to pick a random one today. How about that? I'm going to go with a track. Speaking of uh, our negativity towards the uh, month of February, I'm going to go with a track called The Land of Nothing. This was on a free album I put out called Like Ashes. It was a bonus track album I put out in between regular albums, and it's available exclusively on my Bandcamp profile. So you can go to davidrosen.bandcamp.com to download. There's actually three of these bonus track albums that are just completely free. Uh, This is from the one called Like Ashes. The song, again, is called The Land of Nothing. Hope you enjoy it. We'll be back with more Piecing It Together real soon. West Production, produced by David Rosen in Las Vegas.